Dehavot al-Levavot that discusses the strategies of the Yetzirah. He says, Vehaneshek Hachi Hazak. He says, and his most powerful weapon. Fo'el derech hamachshavot shelchat. His most powerful weapon is through your thoughts. If his most powerful weapon is through your thoughts, that means that the most powerful part of a human being is his mind. So if you want to get a human being destroyed, instead of wasting your time with all the other areas of himself, if you go to the most important area and you destroyed it, you will have him completely gone. So this is important information. He's telling you the biggest weapon of the Yetzirah is to affect your mind, is to affect your thoughts, because that is a direct hit on your complete destruction. He can get you with other things too. And he's not saying this is the only area that the Yetzirah is able to affect the person. It can affect you from your mind from other areas in your body, and it can affect you from the outside too. It can make outside things to affect you and your decisions. But he says the most powerful weapon that the Yetzirah has is to go into your mind and literally destroy you from within. The human mind as you know, is the highest, not only the highest physical gift that God gave us, but it's also the highest spiritual level in our body. That's just as a reminder, we've said this before, as a reminder, whenever we make Habdalah, there's a reminder about the different levels that are within us and what is higher than the next? The first we make four berachot during the Havdalah. The first beracha is That's for the wine. That's the mouth. Then we make beracha That's higher by the nose when you smell. Then we make That's the eyes higher. And then we make hamabdil. Ben Kodesh Lehal, the one who separates, who separates, who's capable of separating? The mind. That's the highest. So we keep going higher and higher. We start with the mouth. Ma'alin Ba Kodesh, we go higher in levels. The highest and most important part of our mind, excuse me, the most important part of our body is our mind. It is the greatest part of our physical well-being and of course 
it is the greatest part of our spiritual well-being. This is such an important piece of information to realize how critical is the mind of a human being. Just like by a worm. When you have a sensitive area, let's say they have in a country an area where they have the command center for the entire country, where they have the buttons for all the nuclear missiles, where they have the meeting place of all the hierarchy of the country that sits down and makes decisions. Such a place needs major protection. They don't just leave that place open because so much is coming out from that command center. You have to know that the most important part and the most important area to protect in your life is your mind. The human mind needs major protection from the outside influence. What you watch, what you see, what you read makes a huge impression on your mind. The battles of life are won and lost by the human mind. That is why it is so critical for a person to learn, to learn emet, to learn Torah. Because a person who is not learning, he's not beefing up his mind with emet, his mind will be open for the attacks of the Yetzirah. The weapon of the Yetzirah, as he says, is to put doubt in your mind about what's really important. He puts doubt in your mind about what's really called a good decision. We make decisions all day long. The Yetzirah has the capability, like he says, to put doubt in something that is emet. In other words, you know that you shouldn't drink. You know that. But somehow he's capable of putting a doubt in your mind that maybe it's not so bad. You know you shouldn't say that. You know. It's an amazing thing. We're not talking about a guy who's completely ignorant and the Yetzirah comes and puts doubts in his mind. Says the Havot Levavot. Look at the words he uses. The Creator gave the Yetzirah the ability. And he gave him permission. To have influence on your thinking. And he has the capability of trying to tilt your mind. 
the way he wants you to think. Al menat ligrom lecha. Which means he has the capability of causing you lehatil safek to put a doubt. Listen to this. You have to remember this. The Yetzir Hara is capable of putting doubt but devarim in things things that you already know are true. Could you imagine such a reality? We, me and you would say it's not possible. How can it be that a guy who knows that something is true, how can he have someone come and tell him to doubt that truth? How could it be? You would say, I would say, impossible. If I don't know Emmet, that's one story. Then we understand, for a guy who doesn't know Emmet doesn't need a Yetzirah. A guy who doesn't know Emmet, guy doesn't know the truth about the truth of the creation, the truth of what's good and bad for him, not only in a religious level, even in a physical level, on social level, if a guy doesn't know how to talk, a guy doesn't know how to behave, a guy doesn't know what to drink, what not to drink, what to take, what not to take, if a guy doesn't know anything, you don't need a Yetzahara to come and sway him off the derech. His lack of knowledge of what's good and what's not good is enough to, guy, to get the guy destroyed. But this is telling you a much bigger Hidush. He's telling you, you have a person who knows the Emet. Now there's many different types of Emet. For example, he knows that saying those words to your wife is not good for your marriage. He knows. He learned it. He experienced the pain of those words already before. He knows he shouldn't go out with those friends. He knows. He's already done that. He's done some not such good things with them. He knows it's wrong. He knows he shouldn't drink that. He knows he shouldn't. He knows. The Yetzirah is capable of putting doubts in things that you already know. It's an unbelievable thing. A guy can know the Torah is emet. He studied it. He worked it out. He knows Torah misinai. He knows that there's a creator to this world. Most obvious piece of information that the world has a creator that's making it all run. He understands the Creator's wisdom. He knows the Creator he has so much wisdom. He would never do something that has no purpose. Just like if you met a human being that's working day and night. He's building and building and building. He's building this huge monster building. And you ask him, so tell me, what are you building over there? So I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know when it's finished. Then we'll see what I'm going to do with it. You'd say, what kind of... What kind of tipesh? What kind of fool? 
guy is building a skyscraper, and after he's done, he's going to figure out what he's doing with it? You think the creator of the world made this amazing world? A skyscraper is nothing compared to this world. This world is no end amount of wisdom for the world to run and run together. You think the creator created the world with no purpose? You think he just made a world and decided we'll see what happens? You're accusing the creator of the world to be less wise than your friend on the street. It's obvious there's a purpose to this creation. It's obvious that amid the truth of the Torah, a person goes to share what he learns, he understands. And yet, after all that, you know the truth from your father, you know from your mother, you know it from Moshe Rabbeinu, you know it from within your soul. Sometimes there are things you just sense the truth, you just realize, yes, I know that's the right thing to do. So there are different sources for the truth. You know the truth. And yet, the Yetzirah is capable of entering a place of truth and putting doubts in your truth. Me and you would say, that's impossible. How can a person who knows emit, how can someone put doubt? If you have doubt, so it's not emit. Emit is the opposite of doubt. Emit means absolute truth. So if I know the absolute truth, how can someone come and put a doubt in absolute truth? Me and you would say, not possible. No way. But, no way, we see it every single day. Again, the most simple example are people who know, forget religion, just simple things in their own life. They know absolutely, absolutely, they know that that word they should never use with their spouse. They know. Absolutely they know. Not doubt if their son would come over to them and ask them, so dad, should I say this to my wife once in a while? He'd say, if you say that, you're going to ruin your marriage. She's telling you. Dad, you sure? Absolutely. No doubt. If you do that, it's going to ruin that. Don't do that to your son. Don't say that to your children. You would be the best advisor for someone who came to ask you. And yet, we witness day in and day out. People doing things that they know is absolutely wrong. How does that make sense? Answer is the Yetzehara is capable of making you doubt what you know is absolutely true. How does he do that? How does he do it? We see he does it. You know, a guy walks out of a class about Shabbat. I could tell you there are people that walk out of a Shabbat class on Shabbat, on the observers of Shabbat, and they are, Shabbat is absolute. Shabbat is emet. And yet, yet, the Yezah is successful in getting them not to keep Shabbat or not keep it properly. This happens on mitzvot. It happens on normal interaction between people. 
and it happens with bad habits. There are many more examples. I'm giving you three obvious ones. In observance of Torah and mitzvot, social, social uh, interaction, and behavior that could be extremely damaging to the person. We see it all the time. Just because you know that Shabbat is emet and the best thing for you, it doesn't mean you're going to go and keep Shabbat. How? What happened to the absolute truth? The answer is that the Yetzirah is capable of putting doubts in the truth that you know. How does he do that? How? After how he does it. The answer is it's called temporary temporarily shuts your mind down he lets you sleep for not physically sleep he lets your mind sleep a little bit while your mind is sleeping and I'll explain what sleeping means in a second while your mind is sleeping he's able to momentarily it's like a momentary insanity momentarily it can make you feel like nah what's the big deal you know the truth but he can get you for a moment to feel that that really what you thought how many times has a person been in that situation again take the alcoholic what's the alcoholic doing every time he knows he knows there's no, no one that knows better than he what alcohol is doing to him. But what happens at that moment where he breaks? What, what's happening there? He knows the emet, but for a moment, the Yetzirah dummies him down. And just for a moment, he makes him think it's not that big of a deal. Come on, it's not that bad. You're really in control. It's not so bad. And he gets him. After he's, oh, what did I do? I can't believe I did that. And then he feels bad about it. He goes for another hour, another day, another two days. And then when, again, when he's sleeping, he gets him again. And the same example like I just gave you with drinking is in many, many life decisions. The spiritual ones, the social ones, and the habits that aren't good for us. We must be careful at that moment. Again, when we're clear, nobody could make me do something that I know for sure is gonna hurt me. Nobody could affect me. But there are moments of weakness when the answer I could come to you. Everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. I don't think I'm talking anything that's a Kabbalistic in. It's, it's real life that we all the time are challenged with, the Yetzir Hara is capable of putting doubts in the emet of your mind. How does he do it? Because if we know how to do it, how he does it, then we'll be able to help ourselves, to protect ourselves. This is very simple. When the human mind is not being used to learn new things, if you're not strengthening your mind, 
Strengthening your mind doesn't come by picking up weights. You want to strengthen your physical muscles? You go to the gym. What happens in the physical body if you stop working out? What happens if you're working your muscles and you stop working out? Then you start. The muscle becomes fat. Not only, not only, you get worse than before. Before you were doing okay. Now that you worked out, now you stop. The muscle turns into fat. Fat is not what you're looking for. Muscle makes you healthy. Fat doesn't. When you stop working out, you'll say, me and you would say, well, look, the guy has muscle already. Look at the guy. He has muscle. He's done. If you don't maintain your muscle, it turns into fat. Everyone knows the physical body doesn't just stay fit because it was once fit. Continue. You need maintenance. You got to keep going. You leave the body stagnant, you're going to lose what you had. You have to know the human mind is a muscle. <laughs> it's a muscle of thought. When you keep growing your mind, meaning you're learning, you're reading, you're listening, the more you use your mind, the more your mind will be protected from the doubts that the Yetzirah could put into your mind. Let me explain to you how this works. It's an unbelievable thing. Because people have a question. For example, I told you once a story. I had a, a woman come to me by a siyum. This is going back 15 years. We made a siyum upstairs. And... Um, on a peric, I think we learned one peric in Babakama. It was the right end of the year, it was the June time. It's a beautiful, beautiful, the whole place was full. We invited women, mothers, and wives to come celebrate the seal. So on my way in, I see a woman who I don't know, and she says to me, Rabbi, what did you do to my husband? I wasn't sure where that was going. That could be a very positive question or negative. I wasn't sure, so I was careful. I just said, oh, no, you know, I try to make it look like I don't understand the question. He tells, she tells me, he's driving me crazy. On Shabbat, I got to do the hot plate. I got to do this. I got that. He starts, what are you teaching him? She tells me. So I thought, I said, I'll tell you the truth, I'll be honest with you. I never taught him one halakha in Shabbat. This year, I, the whole year, from being, since I met him, which is that year, I didn't teach him one halakha of Shabbat. Not one. She tells me, that's a lie. I don't know those words, but that's what she meant. She gave me that look like, okay, hey, the rabbi again, you know? They know how to do things. Now imagine this woman. Her husband goes to shul every morning. He comes home. Oh, it, it, you got. You can't do this. You can't do that. All, it, all of a sudden, you got to make berachot. All of a sudden, you can't wear this. All of the, what's, what's the rabbi teaching him? I told her. I said, believe me when I tell you. That what we learned this year had nothing to do, not with seniors, 
Not with Luchot Shabbat. Not with Berachot. Not with Tefillah. Nothing. It had to do all with about a guy who stole a piece of wood, ended up making a building out of it. Does he have to return that piece of wood? Or does he have to destroy the, you know, does he have to destroy the building? Can he get money instead? It's a whole panic about nothing to do with anything that she said. She would not believe me. I, I believe she doesn't believe me. I don't blame her. But what's the answer? Why is the guy learning about the halakha of stolen wood and then he's becoming Shomer Shabbat better? How does he get better in his berachot when he learns about a para, a cow, that gored another cow? You know how many halachot there on that? The whole gemarot on that. What's the halacha? Two guys found the talit. They pick it up. Each one says it's mine. Is it this one? Is it this? What do you do with it? You can go months with that. As you're learning about the talit, who's taking it? The guy is growing. He's seeing out the bright. Wow, it's bright. Unbelievable. Becomes calmer. What happened? What is it, magic? How could it be that I'm learning about a subject that is really not even relevant to your life, and all of a sudden, your life is changing. How does that work? Now, I, I will tell you, it's on one condition. Condition is that you learn honestly. You learn seriously. If you learn just because you're checking in and checking out, I don't know that it's going to do it for you. But I can guarantee you, if a guy comes to learn seriously, which means he applies himself, he's serious about his learning, which means... He's really affecting his mind. Guarantee you, you'll start seeing him doing all things differently. So what's the answer to this question? What happened to this guy? It's very simple. What happened to this guy is, he knows the emet. He knows Shabbat. He knows Tefillah. He knows Brachot. He knows Sinyut. You don't have to be a genius, by the way, to know that Sinyut is logical, that people should dress normally, and they shouldn't dress in a way that is provocative, they should dress in a way that is respectful. You don't have to be a major Talmud Hakam to understand that Siniyut is a respectable and correct way for a woman to dress. She should have respect for herself and she should res respect who she is and she should say that to everybody around her. You don't have to be a chief rabbi of Israel to know that. It's obvious to every person and every woman. It's not so deep to know that certain words you shouldn't be using. It's not so hard to understand that if the Creator gave you grapes, you say a beracha. That's not, you don't have to be like a major, major Kabbalist to, to figure that out. As God gave you Shabbat. You don't have to be a genius to realize the blessings of Shabbat. This fellow that came to learn knew all that already. But the problem is that his brain was shut down for 20 years. All that knowledge turned into fat. It was just, it was there, but it was wasting. It wasn't useful. And the answer that comes in and gives all kinds of doubts about, ah, come on, what does it matter, Shabbat? Ah, come on, what does it matter? Who cares? What does it matter? You really believe that? What does it matter what you wear? What does it matter what you say? What does it matter? When is he capable of saying, what does it matter? 
when your brain is off. This guy comes to learn for a year. And every day, what is he doing? He's learning. He's not just reading. He's not reading the New York Times. He's learning Emet. He's strengthening the muscle of Emet. Every day, he's fighting for Emet. He's reading books on Emet. So what's he doing? Now his mind is being used for Emet, not for nonsense. He's building his Emet muscle. When you build your Emet muscle, then the Yetzirah has a much more difficult time in coming to put doubts in something that is absolutely truth. That is why learning, learning Torah is so crucial. That's why Talmud Torah keneget kulam. Talmud Torah is more important than any mitzvah in the Torah. Clear. There might be many reasons for that, but one reason is obvious. Because if you're not learning, the mitzvot and all the 612 mitzvot are going to be up in the air. Because you never know when the Yetzirah will come and throw a doubt in your mind. And all of a sudden, your Shabbat is not the way you know it should be. And your behavior is not the way you know it should be. You know the emet, but you won't be able to fulfill the halakha. I was once in Israel with a, maybe some guys here with me. It's going back maybe, maybe 20 years. And uh, I remember we went to one of the rabbis there. We had about 20 guys. And uh, one of the boys asked, if I just started, I just started growing in my life. He says, and I have two hours a day that I'm able to dedicate to learn. After all, if you don't learn, there's, it's ignorance. So I want to learn. He says, should I spend, and I know I have to learn halakha. Halakha means I have to learn laws, what to do. There's 613 mitzvot, but there are thousands and thousands of details. Just in the halachot of berachot, there's endless amount of detail. Which beracha, when the beracha, beracha harona, all the different details. You could sit here, we could spend a year at least on halachot and all of its details. Of berachot. So now... Here's a guy who tells the rabbi, I am ignorant of halakha. I know the basics, but I really I don't know halakha. I don't know. So I have two hours. Should I learn Gemara? Gemara doesn't really give you halakha. Gemara is more a discussion and try to figure out what Hashem wants. Said back and forth. Halakha is do this, don't do this. So he told him, I have two hours. I don't know any halakha. If I don't know any halakha, I can't live as a Jew. So how should I spend my time? So somebody told him that he should spend an hour and a half on halakha and a half hour on Gemara. 
which makes sense. You have to know what to do. So the rabbi told him it's a mistake. He says you got to do an hour and a half gemara, half hour halacha. So how does that make sense? He says, I'm going to tell you why, does it, why it makes sense. He said, because if you learn halakha, if you learn what to do, and you don't have gemara, you won't be able to fulfill the halakha. You won't have the strength to fulfill the halakha. You'll know what to do, like many of us know what to do. You'll know what to do, but you won't have the power to do it. How many things could you tell me that you know what to do, but you don't do it? Because you're lacking the strength. What does that what does the Gemara do for you? The Gemara is a fight for emet. So you're building your emet muscle when you learn and you practice your emet thinking, then you get the strength when the halakha comes to be able to do it. So one more time, as a review of today's class. Today we learned that the most prize possession of a human is his mind and therefore the biggest prize of the Yetzirah is to inflict your mind what could he do he could take things that you know are absolute truth and he could put a suffix I told you this last time he doesn't have to tell you Shabbat is zero he doesn't have to tell you that what you thought before is nonsense. He doesn't need that. All he has to do is put a doubt. A doubt is enough for you to do what you desire to do. If I have a desire to do something, all I need is a little doubt and I'm ready to grab on that doubt. The Yetzirah will put doubt in your mind. He is capable and you will be able to do things against what you know is good for you. And the only way a person will be able to protect himself from the Yitzhah is to strengthen his mind. When you strengthen your mind by continuously learning, learning meaning you go to the Bet Midrash, learning meaning you have a book next to your bed, and you read and you learn, you educate yourself. Learning means you're in your car and you're driving to work. You put on a shiur. You take every opportunity in your life that's available and you're using it to learn more. When you learn more, you strengthen your mind and therefore you don't allow the doubts to come through and you will be protected to do what you know is right. There's so much knowledge that we have about absolute right and wrong. But we still don't do it because we're not constantly putting our mind to work. That is the key. Protect your mind from the doubts of the Yetzirah by continuously demanding of yourself to spend your free time educating yourself, reading, learning, listening. Never too much to learn new things. There's no such thing in knowledge as too much. There might be too much in the world of pleasures. There might be too much in the world of food. There's too much in the world of money. But there's never too much when it comes to learn and learn and learn. Your mind is a sponge that just wants more and more and more. And the more you give it, 
the more it takes. And the stronger your mind is, you are protected from the Yesehara. You let your mind fall asleep, then even the things that you know and are obvious, someone will tell you about them, you'll laugh. Well, of course I know that. But even if you know, the Yetzirah comes in and doesn't allow you to practice what you know. Because your mind turned from muscle to fat. Don't let your mind turn from muscle to fat. Use the opportunities to continuously be learning. Have a wonderful day.